Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Ninja on the Loose. My name is George, and you know, it's that time of year. I'm not so sure how many times I've said that to begin a podcast. I'm sure it's more than the first time you've heard me say that. Well, this time around I'm talking about winter, and we had... Oh, an unexpected snowfall early this year. Now, I'm going to say, if my memory serves correctly, we're talking three, yeah, maybe three weeks ago, we had our first snow, which would have been uh, late October. And boy, I'll tell you, that's unusual for here. Sure, I know around Halloween, you, you typically, you know, all bets are off, you could get some snow. Well, last few years, we haven't had snow till after Remembrance Day, November 11th. And so this year, excuse me, this year it was kind of unusual to uh, have such an early snow. And not just a little skiff. The first snow of the year here was, I measured it on our deck, it was uh, six and a half, seven inches. Uh, where we are, there was uh, more or less, depending on where you're located in the elevation, you're located in our immediate area. But uh, that is a unusually high amount of snow for first snowfall here. Now, it got a lot of people nervous real quick. And I could tell you a lot of it is still out there. Uh, it's been milder. The weather's been nice and warm. It's been above zero Uh, above freezing uh, for several days so we've seen uh, quite a bit of it melt but then this morning we had a light skiff of snow just to remind us that uh, winter is on the way now of course uh, at the time that I'm recording this it's mid-November so you know we are due for snow but one of the things I've noticed because we're on the road a lot uh, with our vending business on weekends is a lot of people winter driving pretty foreign for a lot of people for some reason. And so I thought this is a good time to take a look at some winter driving mistakes as a subject for a podcast. So uh, this is where I'm going with this particular podcast. Now I'm going to tell you when it comes to our driving habits, I'm going to speak about them frequently uh, throughout this. And I'm going to uh, actually emphasize the fact that uh, the majority of the driving in our household is done by my wife Brenda. Now that doesn't mean I don't like to drive, it doesn't mean I don't know how to drive, and it doesn't mean that I don't have a driver's license. I like driving, I can drive, and I do have a valid driver's license. But for some reason, when I drive, Brenda prefers not to be a passenger. And so I guess in order to avoid any situations that may arise from me driving and Brenda as a passenger uh, and she does get a little bit carsick when she's a passenger it's a lot easier just to have her behind the wheel and she drives and I sit as a passenger and what I like about that is I get to rub her neck I really do like looking around, checking out what's going on as we zip by certain places. So uh, it works for us, and and Brenda's a good driver. There's no doubt about it. She's a good driver, so I have no problem with her doing a lot of the driving, if not most of the driving. I'll take over when she gets tired, or if uh, she's had a long uh, day and just uh, isn't as alert as she thinks she should be behind the wheel. I have no problem whatsoever with uh, you know tagging in. So, and we've done that frequently, so it's not an unusual circumstance. But uh, I do enjoy the fact that uh, Brenda is quite keen on being the primary driver in the house, and uh, that allows me to be the primary passenger. But 
As the primary passenger, I see a lot of interesting things when we're on the road, winter in particular. So, let's take a look at some winter driving mistakes. Uh, number five on my list, not using the right tires. Now, I don't know about where you live, but where we live in western Canada, winter tires are a requirement between October and March. In fact, enforced. In fact, you could be fined if you're pulled over and you don't have the proper tires on in that time frame. Also, bald winter tires don't count. They have to be good condition winter tires. Now, I used to have a set of studded tires on our vehicle. I had never owned studded tires in my life. Used to always just go with winters, right? The snow and mud or mud and ice, snow and ice, winter tires, whatever they actually are called. Anyway, uh, and so I used to go with those. And then one year I got talked into uh, putting a set of studded tires on my vehicle. And wow, I'll be honest with you. If I could afford to have studded tires all the time, I would do it. It was amazing. The uh, traction, the uh, uh, control, all those things that came with studded tires. Now, the other side of the coin, because of where we live... The majority of our driving takes us out of the higher elevations and typically onto dry pavement uh, between October and March. And as it turns out, it beats the heck out of studs to the point where we basically destroyed studded tires much sooner than they should have been destroyed. So for us, we ended up going for the winter tire switch. Uh, that is to say, no longer studded actual winter tires, and they do just as good a job, and uh, they'll last us probably a little bit longer. And I think the set we have on the vehicle now is probably, I think it's the second winter we've had them, so, you know, we've got probably another couple winters we could use them and we'll be fine. But the point I'm getting at is, you know, the tire shops... They're not ripping you off when they say you have to put all four tires have to match and be winters. You can't just get away with putting winters on the back as you used to be able to do several years ago, at least not where we live. And it's not a gimmick just so the tire companies can make a little extra money. It's it's a requirement. It's, a, it's something you, punishable by law if you don't. So, you know, be sure that you have proper tires. And like I say, we find a lot of... Um, Incidents on the highway, not all of them, but uh, quite a few of them are related to people just not having the right tires on their vehicle. Now, yes, I know sometimes we get surprised and you get a really, really early snow uh, before uh, October. And that is probably uh, one of the reasons why they've suggested that you change your tires as early as October 1st. And uh, like I said, that's what we've been doing. In fact, I think we changed ours... We didn't do it on October 1st, but I think it was a couple days after that. Anyway, the first week of October, we've got our winters on, and uh, they'll stay on definitely till the end of March at the very least. Number four on my list of winter driving mistakes, not observing the speed signs. And I know this is a tough one for some people. They say, well, the highway sign says maximum 100 kilometers per hour, or if you live in the States, 80 miles per hour. So I should be able to drive that anytime. Well, those designations, those maximum, keep the word in mind, maximum speed limits, are under ideal conditions. So ideal conditions would be clear, sunny sky, dry roads, right? Uh, so 
you know, I don't buy the argument that it says it's 100K and I should be able to drive 100K in a blizzard because that's just plain stupid. Uh, really, it is. And again, as I said, we see people on the side of the road early in the morning when we do our early road trips uh, out of town to vent. And sometimes it's people who are on the side of the road because of A, they've got the wrong tires, or B, they're driving too fast for the conditions. The idea is to slow down and drive for the conditions. And, you know, I think if everybody did that, we probably wouldn't see too many vehicles on the side of the road. Yeah, I know there are some road conditions, you know, black ice, uh, uh, sleet. There's some stuff that, you know, you just can't stop for. You can't, you know, it doesn't matter how slow you go, you're going to slide. I get that. But under uh, typical winter conditions, if you drive for the conditions, you should get to where you got to go without a whole lot of problem. Number three on my list of winter driving mistakes is not ne- uh, not leaving enough time to get where you got to go. This is another reason why I think we see some people on the side of the road. Back to my list. Either they don't have the right tires on, they're not driving for the conditions, as in speeding, or they're in a rush to get to where they have to go. What we'll do in winter, and actually any time, is we plan our day you know, our trip, if we have to be somewhere, for example, we, we vend out of town and it takes us, uh, well, we, we have to be at the vending location for the doors to open at 9, okay, so, uh, and we were there much earlier than 9 once and the doors are locked until 9 on the dot, so we don't need to pull in until at least 5 minutes before, okay, so, we back it up, and it's like, okay, so it takes us an hour and a half, roughly, uh, to get to this location. So if we leave at 7.30, that should get us there right on time. However, we want to leave a little bit of room for just in case, right? And so we'll maybe leave 10, 15, 20 minutes earlier than that, so that if we do hit some bad weather or some bad road conditions, we have a bit of a cushion. I know 20 minutes may not sound like much of a cushion, but it seems to work for us. Um, You know, there are other times where we've left much earlier, and I think that's the whole key is to give yourself time to where, you know, to get to where you have to go, because that way you're not rushing, you're not trying to speed, you're not, you know... Yeah, you hit a snag or there's a road slide or there's a vehicle on the side of the road or traffic is slow or whatever the case may be, at least you have a bit of room to work with. And so that's uh, another thing we find about winter driving is, and again, as I said before, like Brenda's a good driver and she will drive slower if the roads look, you know, dicey. And I'm glad she does. So, of course, you drive slower, then it's going to take longer to get to where you have to go. We're never in that much of a rush to get somewhere. So, you know, we'll take our time to get there safely, and that's the whole key. Uh, Number two on my list is uh, of winter driving mistakes is ignoring typical road rules. Now, the example I'd like to use is this one statement, and I'm sure you'll understand exactly what I mean when I say this. Just because you can't see... The solid lines under the snow doesn't mean they aren't there. Yeah, I know if it's a road you're not familiar with and you don't travel on a regular basis, you're probably going to try to pass. I get that. But, you know, if it's a road you're familiar with and you know that there's a corner ahead or whatever, use your head. You know, don't try to pass just because there's no line that says you can't. Right? I, I, I don't think... I'm pretty sure law enforcement agencies do not say... You know, they won't accept, well, the dotted or, or the solid line was covered in snow 
as a very valid reason as to why you pass someone on a corner, right? So, you know, that's another thing we find when we drive in the winter times is it's like all of a sudden, you know, the rules get thrown out the window and it's like, I got to get to, you know, I'm in a hurry. I got to get to where I got to go. And uh, I don't see any passing lanes. I don't see solid lines. Here I go zoom, right? And, you know, 10, 20 kilometers down the road, you see that vehicle in the ditch. Wonder why. That doesn't always happen, but we have seen it. And actually, yeah, not that long ago, we saw this happen. Somebody zipped right by us uh, when it wasn't safe to zip right by us. And winter isn't just the only time we see this. And yeah, I think we were like 15 minutes further down the road and this person was in the ditch. Uh, there were other people there, and, and we weren't going to pull over because we had other stuff to do, and sometimes it, it, too many people pull over and nothing's going to get done, right? So we just carried on because there were people already there. But, yeah, all of a sudden, you know, these rules don't don't apply just because you can't see the markings on the highway? I, I don't buy that. It's it kind of makes me freak out when we're driving thinking that other people have these thoughts in their heads and they're coming at us on the highway. Anyway, that's just another winter driving mistake we see happen. And uh, my number one uh, winter driving mistake on my list here is uh, people who blame road crews for the poor road conditions. I'll be honest with you, I know some of the guys who have worked for the uh, highways departments over the years. They are out there. They're out there around the clock at times, and they're working, and they're plowing, and they're sanding, and they're covering territories on a regular basis, and yes, there's priorities of places where they have to go first. They're not going to get everywhere all at once just because there's a big giant snow dump. They're not everywhere all at once, but they're out there doing their job. I've seen evidence of this, and like I say, I have had neighbors and friends and acquaintances who have worked for uh, road crews who have indicated to me they're out there all the time. In fact, sometimes they're, you know, they call in extra people, you know, just to get the job done, you know. And wintertime, when we had uh, the newspaper, it was not unusual for us to be running an ad, I'm going to guess in October, maybe November, uh, for the highways crew uh, indicating that they were looking for casual uh, call-in help just for that reason, so they could get extra bodies out there when needed. So, you know, I don't buy the story when someone says, well, you know, the roads are in crappy condition because the highway's crew is just lazy and they're not doing their job or whatever. That is so far from the truth. You really have to give these guys credit. Some of them are are, are missing some quality family time. Uh, some of them uh, miss holidays. Some of them miss important family uh, milestones and celebrations because they're out there trying to keep the road safe for guys like you and me. And so, you know, I never, ever, 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 ever blame the guys in the orange trucks because I know they're out there doing their job. And even if I don't see one for days, I know they're out there. And I could tell you on a really crappy winter day, because the, the where our, our home office, uh, I got to back up to get to this, um, our house faces... Uh, major highway. Now, it's not right at the major highway. If I was to look out the window, uh, which I'm facing, I could see the major highway from where I am, and it's probably, if I had to take a guess, I'm going to say we're probably five, 500 feet, maybe 
800 feet away from the dry, the, the highway, uh, our, this window that I'm looking at right now. So, you know, we have a good view. And at night, during winter, I don't even have to look out because I can hear the highway's trucks with their blades on the pavement or, you know, I can, you know, the flashing of their lights at night sometimes reflects into the window here. And I know they're out there and they're out there on a regular basis. So, you know, like I said, to, to blame the highway's crews is is a pretty lame excuse, if you ask me. Uh, and you have to remember, too, you know, there's a lot of mileage of pavement that these guys are working on. They can't just cover it all, all at once. It doesn't matter if they've got more than enough bodies and a gazillion pieces of equipment. There's still a lot of territory for these guys to plow and sand and do their thing. So, you know, I don't think that's a very good excuse. Anyway, there you go. There's a, a list of winter driving mistakes. I thought it'd be kind of an interesting switch to some of the things we've been doing here on this podcast. Uh, so I hope uh, you enjoyed it. Uh, I want to thank you for downloading this particular podcast and any of them. Uh, I, again, have to tell you that uh, now that you can get my podcasts on iTunes, uh, a lot more people are finding them. A lot more people are listening to them, so I really do thank you for your support. And uh, why don't you check me out online? I have a website, if you haven't looked at it. Uh, it's www.looseink.ninja. That's looseink.ninja. The podcast is called Ninja on the Loose. It all tie together once you see the website. It all makes sense to you. And my name is George. So until next time, have a great day.